0: God's character. So you don't even have to be a dad. You don't even have to be male to be able to carry the heart of the Father. Pretty cool, right? I think it is because it in, it engulfs the entire body of Christ. Humanity. God's like, I want you to understand my heart. That's how you're going to move. So I'm going to talk about the heart of the Father today. So, But dads, I'm going to probably address you a little more. You get a little more you know this is your day. Your one day. Mom's get 364. Dads get one. We know that's true. Y'all laughing cuz you know it's true. But dad's you get these amazing kids and amazing wife 365 days a year. So, who's winning? I mean, my he's got three women in his life. What a winner. <laughs> Don't don't make me laugh when I'm drinking stuff. But I just think about when you become a parent, you know, you see those sweet little faces and they're just so cute. And you just, you can do everything. I always tell people, I said, especially, I said, when you have your kids, I said, this is where you live now, right around their little finger, whatever they want. This is, this, it just happens. You think, I'm going to be this tough parent. It just never works out that way because they're just so sweet. Even, you know, I just love it when you see your kids, your father or mother, and you just, they they're doing something wrong, but their face is smiling. It looks so sweet. You just have to let them do it. Have any of you guys as parents allowed that? It's just like, it's just like, oh my gosh, they shouldn't be doing this, but it's just so cute. I'm gonna allow it, and then you realize like five years later, like it's not cute anymore. I should, not, I should. Have. So the you know we want to have this like full life. We love being a parent. We we have children, and we're in their lives because we want to be a parent. So. I was thinking about this, and I was like, okay, God, what, is, what does that mean? Because there's lots of people out there who are parents, but they're not really fathers. And I thought, what is what is this all about? So I thought about that being a dad comes from DNA. Like, you get a DNA from somebody on this earth, it's, but fatherhood always comes from God. And you only be fulfilled in that when we walk with Christ. And I thought about that, like god is the father we never you know people will sometimes say like daddy god or something like that but really what does when he is talking about himself or or jesus is talking about him what does he call him does he call him dad he always calls him father because fatherhood god created so we can only get that obviously through christ we have to know christ because we get access to the Father through Jesus. So like when Matt was talking this morning, like we need Christ to be able... We can be, Anybody could be a dad that is you know, male and, and has DNA. You can be a dad. But fatherhood can only come through, through Christ. It was created by Him, so it has to come from Him. So there is lots of, of men on this earth who are good dads. Lots of them. be like, they're great dads. Like some of you guys in here, you guys are great dads. But even great dads, even when we have these great dads, we have to realize that fatherhood can only come from the father because he knows how to create healthy families and healthy relationships. That's the only place it comes from. You know, all good things come from the Lord, whether we acknowledge it, whether we realize it, whether we accept it or not, all good things come from the Lord, whether we even know him or not. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter to God. It's like, well, they don't believe me, so I guess, you know, I can't really, you know, give them, you know, life. I can't give them good things. That's not how God works. Every good thing comes from the Lord, whether we realize it or not. Like, we have to start, you know, it doesn't matter if you're thinking, well, these people don't know the Lord. It doesn't matter if they know Him. The good things in their life still come from Him. So... We need to look at that and say, okay, I can be a, a, a dad, but if I want to be a father, it has to come from where that was created. And you know what really makes that great fathers is you can give your kids everything. And when you have kids, you kind of want to. Like, even though you're like, this is going to spoil them and wreck them, but man, just anything they ask for. My one daughter, she's like, I just like to go everywhere with you and dad. And I'm like, Why? She's like, because I know if I ask for anything, she's like, can we go out to eat? Can I have this? You're going to be like, yeah, you're so cute. Go ahead. You know? You just want to give them everything. And, and then their little faces are just like, yes. I don't even care what it is. Yes. Like, we will do things. We will go without sleep. You know, we will work tireless hours to take care of our family. You dads will do that because you're like, that, you want to give everything. And especially if you, if you had nothing growing up, what happens is, we want to give them more. We want to like just do, do more. But that's not what makes great fathers. There really is one thing that you can do that will change the course of your kid's life, and is that is introduce them to Christ. Introduce Christ into your home. You know, and if He's living in you, make sure He's also coming out. Sometimes we accept Christ, and when He tries to get out, we're like, "Get down there! Don't come out! Do my way!" I'm in charge. You left? Because that is so true, right? We're like, I have Jesus in me. Well, let him come out now. Let him flow so that your kids can see him. You're keeping them all bottled up in there. They can't see how he's walking, how he's talking, what he's doing, where we're going. You have Christ in you, and he flows out. It's like I said, it's like a river. But man, if you do that, you're walking in fatherhood there. I love what it says in James 1.17. Like I said, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light. Everything good comes from the Lord. You know, even if people don't give Him glory, even if they don't give Him recognition or honor, He's saying it, he, God isn't worried like, oh no, they didn't tell you know everyone that that came from me. Oh, people in the world are taking credit for that. God's not worried about that. But when we have that wisdom and we know that, we then get to train up our children and say, hey, that good thing that happened to you, that comes from the Lord. God did that not because of anything you did, but because He loves you. You know, that means extending God's love to your family and friends and others, which means you have to have God on the inside. That means you got to say, Jesus, I want you. I'm laying down my life, my choice, the way, the direction I'm going, what I want to do, and we're doing it your way. You know? It's it's very easy, like Matt said, it's very easy to say, but when you look at that in the big picture, what does that really mean? Well, I want to grow up to be this or go here or do that. Well, did God say that's where you're going? See, these are the things that sometimes we forget that we need to have the love of God on the inside. We need to be living, you know, the way Christ intended us to be in our purpose, and it needs to be coming out. It needs to be extended to those around us. So, I'm saying that. When you know the love of Christ, we begin to walk like Him. Kind of like your children. When they're little, they do what you do. You ever see them like, um, you know, I love watching... You know, kids, when their dad goes out or to fix a car or just going outside for walking, kids want to do the same thing. You know, they're out there, they got their tools out there with them, and they're just poking stuff. And you're like, please don't like make holes in things you shouldn't. But they like hammering. Yeah, they just want to do it like you're doing it. That goes the same as dads. Are we coming to the table? Are we praying? And our kids seeing that? Are we loving our wives? And showing our kids this this is how Christ loves the bride. Christ is living in you to have to be a good father. It has to come to be extended. You know, and when we are walking like Christ and we begin to look like him, we're we're not only showing the love of God. People were, you know, we get on this like You know, God is love. Just love, love, love. What does that mean? Love looks like something. I mean, old school, if you guys remember this, DC Talk, they had a song called Love is a Verb. How many guys? Just me and you, Dustin. Sorry. (laughs) You know, and and it really is. That means there's action behind it. It's not a word that we just say. It's not just like, I'm going to say this, and like, love has an action behind it. What does that mean? But it's showing that love and doing something, using wisdom, having grace for your children, for each other. You know, even the people Fatherhood is not just for you and your children. It's for you in the kingdom. To begin to, to look like 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 kingdom fathers. It's to have favor and joy. And yes, even correction. Correction is part of being a good father. Those who don't correct their kids really don't love them. Oh, I'm going to let you touch that hot stove because you want to. No parent ever is going to say that, right? If you said that, you're getting CPS called on you. That's that's neglect, right? But why do we get mad when God asks us to do that? You can't tell me what to do. You're supposed to be loving. Don't. Oh, you said no, but you're supposed to be loving. Yeah, that is love. Correction is part of that. You know, we don't find joy in it. We're not like, yes, I get to spank my child today. <laughs> if you do, please come talk to us. We will help renew your mind and something. You know what I mean? We don't get excited about that. When we have to discipline our child, you know, it breaks our heart. Like, if you've ever had to spank your child, you know, there's we, we really weren't spanking type parents, mostly because our last child... She uh, was pretty bold, and if she wanted to do something, she'd do it. And she would come up to us, and she would know this is something that warrants a spanking. And she would come up and spank herself in front of me, so she's like, just getting it out of the way. I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do with this child? Lord's like, you better love her, because I'm stepping back a little bit. (laughs) No, it's beautiful, awesome. She loves the Lord. It's good. But when she was little, I was thinking, I'm scared. I'm scared. Sometimes I still am scared. Mostly because she is like a mirror of me, and I'm like, I know it's coming. <laughs> but then she gets all the good things, too. So, um, What was I even talking about? Correction. So because God wants to keep us from harm. He wants to keep our families intact. He wants to keep relationship. So He uses correction so that it protects us, doesn't it? It protects us. God doesn't use it to shame us, to to hurt us he uses it to correct us so all of these things the love is there but also you know wisdom and grace and favor and joy and correction all need to be there because i think we want to i've heard this a lot is like i've heard a lot of times we're like i want a son so that my why do we why do people are really concerned about having sons pass on their name they want a legacy. And I think even if you have daughters, you want a legacy. You know, you know you have a very short time on this earth. You want something that is going to be passed on and remembered. So fathers, God created us to want to create legacies. I mean, have you read the genealogy? People think, why is the genealogy in there? That is important because God is showing you how far back that his favor and grace and love for you goes when you choose him. Generations. I'm thinking it takes me 10 minutes to read some of these. And you sometimes, let's be honest, we've all skipped over that sometimes, right? But God's like, count. There's times where I haven't read it where God's like, no, I just want you to count. Just count how many generations, this one legacy, this one choice. You know, you can pick a person in the Bible, Abigail, you know, I'm thinking her legacy <laughs> made room for David. But we hear a lot about David because he did some big things that were really out there. And hers was kind of like, you know, quiet and and, and and seem small, but she created a legacy. I mean, it's amazing. So fathers, they want to create legacies, and we can only do that when we experience the agape love, which is God's love. We can only do that when we are following Him and we are walking like Christ. It, legacies, I mean, you, you can look at history, but and you can read stories about people, but there is not love or really life changing things. It's just kinda of like a story, if you're like read about a king or queen, you know, hundreds of years ago or something like that. But when we have when we create a legacy in Christ with that agape love, it doesn't change. You know, a thousand years from now, that same heart that we moved with is going to be for the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. Because now we are in Christ, so we are constantly in that genealogy. So as soon as you come into the kingdom, you're in, you think, well, no one's going to remember me in 14 generations. Yes, they do because you are part of the body of Christ and Christ will always be remembered. He will always be honored and he will always be glorified. So we want to create these legacies because we're not going to build a home. We're not just going to build a home and it's good and and I got my kids and I got my job and I got my car and all my toys and all this and it's good. Because what happens is your kids grow up Jobs change, you retire, you know, toys aren't as fun, you know, things change, the things you like to do. What is constant? Because if you build a home, it will morph and change. But if we build a kingdom, his, his kingdom will last forever and ever. My home's going to look different. I said to someone, they're like, aren't you sad that your daughter's graduating? And I said, no, I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I did it. I made her to adulthood like she's alive. Like we got here. Like I'm excited. I said the day that will be sad is when I have to give my girls to their husbands. You know, because then our household will look different. And I'll be like, get on, get me some grandbabies.' because I need to... do you know what I mean? It's going to look different. But if I focus on, I just need to build my house or, or if You know, Matt says, we just need to build this house and get through this. And we're not thinking kingdom, generations, legacies. You know what I mean? It's going to be lonely. And it's going to be sad. We're going to have control. She's like, you ain't going nowhere. You know, we're going to be like, I hope my kid comes back and loses me when they're 30. You know, please, if you're, if you're, do not wish that on yourself. You know, we will miss our children when they move out. But our goal is we want them to continue the legacy that that God put in us. So when we build that kingdom, it benefits not just us. So when fathers when you say I don't want to just be a dad, I want to be a father. I want to I want to look like Christ. I want that to look like that in my home. You're not just benefiting your household, but you're benefiting generations. Think about there's probably a lot of, you know, first First generation believers in a household, like our, I'm a first generation, not just religion, but I'm a first generation follower of Christ in my family. And I think, when I think of that, it's benefiting generations. Like my kids, like sometimes I think they have, they didn't even have to experience some of the things I experienced because they got to meet Jesus the day they were born, and they got to experience him in that home every day. They don't know, re, even probably can't remember a walk without him because the moment they spent a moment without him, they knew I got to get back right. And they they asked Christ into their life. So generations, you know, and the same thing. I'm thinking my grandkids will never experience that. And so when you choose the heart of the Father and you begin to walk in that, you are benefiting generations, generations you may never even meet. Your great 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 grandkids. Benefit from a choice you made of how you chose to live. Communities. Your community is benefited when you walk like Christ. Whether they like it or not, they're going to get benefits. Because God is a cheerful giver, you know? And when we ask, He provides. This community here has been a benefit just even from this this church. And there's other churches in the communities that do things too. But I'm saying think about having people who are walking with the heart of a father, changes your community. Nations are changed because somebody chose to pick up the heart of the father. Isn't that amazing? What you do in your home dads. You know? I know dads, you kind of get, you know, kids, you kind of feel like moms are the big deal when kids are little because they are, because they got to nurture. But you know what? You're building the next generation. That's why we need not just being dads, it's fun to be a dad. You get to do all the dad stuff and dad jokes and, 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 and that thing, but you also get to be a father, which that's the legacy changer that's going to change for generations. You're going to change your community, nations, all of this by picking up that heart of the father. Because you can become a dad on accident, some people have. We were going to wait at least five years after we were married. Two years later, we had this beautiful blonde haired, porcelain skinned little peanut. You know, we didn't plan it out, but we had to pick up, and Matt had to say, I'm going to be her father, not just her dad. Because being a father is intentional. <clears throat> you can become a dad on accident, you can become a dad through laziness. Wow. By but a father is always intentional. You can't become a father without having, you know, a plan of I don't know how we say a plan of action, a purpose for it. It doesn't just happen. It can't just happen. Fatherhood is always intentional. So maybe you've been a great dad. I mean you guys we have a lot of great dads in here. I'll look at your kids and it's like it's amazing, I'm thinking I was talking to someone about our church, and they um, they had mentioned something like, oh, it must have been hard for a small church. I said, our church ain't small, and we're fine. I said, our church is so healthy. I love it. I said, the families there are just doing so great. It, it doesn't matter the size. And, and I started thinking about that. I said, you know, because we chose to pick that up. You guys are great dads. So you guys are great dads you may have been that all of your life but we have to say do I also want that kingdom life of fatherhood that's the one that is hard because it doesn't go away when your kids turn 18 it doesn't even matter if you, if you have biological children or, or adopted children or anything like that we can pick up that kingdom life of fatherhood it's looking like the father it's pretty easy to understand, like fatherhood, it's not even just for men. Looking like the father, sometimes we're, you know, we'll probably call it motherhood if you're a woman, just because, you know, God God has, um, he says fatherhood and motherhood, but having that heart is for all believers. And the first thing it starts with is having that humble, that humbleness in your heart. Look how Jesus walked and get in step. Get in step. You played follow the leader when you were three years old, four years old, five years old. If you can do that, we can do the same thing with Jesus. We get in step and just begin to learn, experience the Father's character. You're going to learn his character by reading his word. You're going to learn his character, you know, by listening to Christ. You're going to learn his character by experiencing the word of God. That's how we learn his character. So we experience that and then we begin to mirror it. We do what he's doing. You know, God did this. He was a cheerful giver. I'm gonna be a cheerful giver. You know? He loved those who acted unlovable. I'm gonna do that. You know? He put he put rules and boundaries to protect us. I'm gonna do that. We begin to mirror, you know, what God is doing, his character. And then we just begin to meditate on it. We think on those things. Instead of on what God isn't doing, we start to think what God is doing. Well, God, look at my life. All these bad things are happening. And God said, did I ever tell you to look to that? Did I ask the birds to worry about where they will get their food, where they will sleep? So when you do, that's, do you see what I mean? God said, that's not for you to worry about. I'm not worried about it. And if you're walking, if you're in step with me, You don't need to worry about it either. God's timing is never going to be too late. His timing is never going to be too late. We may think it's too late because nobody wants to go through the hard times, right? We want God. We we don't want to walk. Sometimes we don't want to walk up. We're like, give me a piggyback ride, right? When your kids get tired, they want you know they don't care how big they are. They don't care. They don't care. I mean, my girls are like they don't care if how big they they'll sit on my lap they'll, they'll be like dad I mean Lana was way too old but she would pretend to fall asleep in the car so that was like two years ago and so that dad would would like pick her up and carry her in there she's 12 pretending to fall asleep and you see her eye, you know no oh, I'm sleeping right but when it's hard God he's never late you know he, he can't always carry you. Sometimes it's like, come on, you can do this. But we sit down and we're like, if you're not going to carry me, I'm not going anywhere. We get back to being a two-year-old, and we're throwing a tantrum, and the Lord's like, can you just come with me? I have these great things for you. Everything you've been worried about, I have the answer. And we're like, if you're not going to kick... And we're kicking and screaming. You know, we're sitting in that spot. And we're like, God, why'd you leave me here? I don't see what's happening. What's you going to do with my life? And God's like, the answers are here with me. Follow me or you can stay in your junk. And it's not going to feel good there. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Because once you start to follow him, you start to meditate on him... You know His character because you know the Word of God. Your character begins to morph into that. Right? When you got saved, things didn't always change right at the beginning. But if you look a year ago, you probably look different than you did do today. Because you maybe got a fresh revelation in the area. God healed something. You know, God blessed something. He did something that began to change our thought process. Because I don't care how long you've been in the kingdom... We all got some lies that we believe that the enemy has has put in us that we have to be. That's not what God said. Every time I'm thinking, man, I I believed this for a long time, but that wasn't in God's word. Or I put punishment on myself or shame. And then I'm like, God didn't do that. And we allow things sometimes longer than than we should. But the more we know God, the more we will morph into his character and we will recognize it because we recognize God. We know someone's character. We, we will change. We will grow to look more and more like him. And third John four um, says, I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. And all you dads and moms said, That's right, right? When you hear, if you love the Lord and you hear your kids do something, and someone comes up to you and say, Hey, I just want to share this great thing about your child. How does that make you feel as a parent? You know, I remember coming, and when when people say, "Oh, your kids are awesome," I just love that. I just their heart is for the Lord. They're so good. You're just like my kid, right? But then when the nursery comes for you, because like my my oldest, she was a lot, a lot. She could not stay in a nursery. She would scream like the whole time. Like I don't think I went to church for two years. Like I went to church. But, like, she just, it was a lot. And, I, you know, I was always thinking, oh, great, they're coming for me. They're like, they used to have numbers that went up on the screen. I was like, don't let it be mine. Every week these people see me, they probably think, what is wrong with this mother? You know? Those aren't the times. But, man, when I see her now and and, and she got honored, she, she graduated with honors, I was like, that's what I have no greater joy than to hear my child does, walk in the truth. You know? That is what God is saying to us. He's saying, you guys bring me joy when you walk in the truth. Not my truth, the truth. Because only, the only truth is in Christ. That's it. Through the whole earth, that is anywhere, people can say it's true, whatever, but if it's not in Christ, it ain't true. There it is. There you know it. Now You know all truth. You can judge everything which is true or false right there on the Word of God. So God's saying, you bring him joy when you're playing follow the leader. And it really doesn't matter if you started as a dad by accident or surprise. Just finish the walk as a father. Finish your walk here on this side of heaven as a father. And maybe not just for your kids. What about being a father for those around you who who haven't experienced a dad, haven't experienced that fatherhood that Christ put in there. Sometimes it's just being a spiritual parent. You're leading them up into things of God. They they got saved, they're 40 years old, and they, they've never experienced any anything of Christ, and they need someone to teach and train them. So don't think, well, I'm already old, my kids are grown, I missed my chance. God is not the God of missed chances. You guys know that? He will give you... An opportunity I don't care if it's the last day of your life on this earth. He will give you the opportunity if you want. It's never late. So begin to look around and say, God, how can I take this legacy everywhere I go? In in you know, in my job and at church and with my kids and maybe with my grandkids, maybe with your kids you didn't have any truth and it was a mess. And God's like, great, you got grandkids now. You get to do it all right. And you get to just have grace for your kids when you're watching. Yeah, that ain't going to turn out so well. You'll be all right. You know? I, I always, something I think about a lot is my mom used to always say when the kids were crying, you guys have probably heard me say this, it'll be all right before you marry. She used to, my kids would be babies. They'd be screaming their heads off. My mom would be so calm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, these kids are driving me Crazy. And she'd be like, you'll be all right before you're married. You're so sweet. You're so awesome. I'm like, that is not sweet. It is a crying, pooping ball of fuss. Not sweet right now, but because we get to do it. Like, God's like, I'm giving you more opportunity, more opportunity. And Proverbs says, the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. How many of you guys want your kids to be wise? How many of you guys want your kids not to make some of the mistakes you did, right? Y'all hands are down. You know that. That should be. There's things I'm thinking. I don't want my kids to ever experience that. I want them to have the truth of that before they ever even come into that situation. Greatly rejoice. A wise son. That is amazing. God said that's what a father is. A father is going to greatly rejoice because they... How did that? How did that son or daughter get wise? Because you gave them the truth of God's word, which is that's wisdom. All wisdom comes from the Lord. All truth comes from. You ever? I mean, there's a theme. All good things come from the Lord. Um, that's what He's doing. We want to build that kingdom, and a kingdom is not. You don't hear God didn't say the kingdom of dadhood, fatherhood. No one goes around saying, "Hey, this." You know, dadhood. I've never heard that. I made it up. Put it on here. Spell check was like, what? Didn't know what was happening when I wrote it in here. Because that's not, that's, there's, there is no dadhood, but fatherhood. It, it encompasses, you know, not just having children and raising them. It's bigger. It goes further. It has legacies. It has generations. I'm going to kind of finish on this. In Deuteronomy. You know, whenever we're in Deuteronomy. But I'm going to be in Deuteronomy 6. And it says, And these words that I command you today shall your shall be on your heart. <clears throat> you shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way. And when you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as fontlands between your eyes. You shall write them on the, the doorpost of your house and your gate. Think God wants us to remember that a little bit. He's like, I'm going to put him right here. He didn't know what lines like. You can't see anything else about that, almost. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I want to finish with you guys today. Is I just want to challenge you: what is really written on your heart? We all know where your treasure is, there your heart is. You know, people can look at your life and, and they know where your heart is. You don't have to tell them. So, I'm challenging you. What is written on your heart? Is it clear? Can your kids see it when you rise, and when you, when you come and when you go? Is it active on your lips in your home? Think about that. Is it only active here when it's really easy and everyone else is like, praise God, so good, God is good? Or is it active on your lips at home? Are you home to even have your children hear that? even here if you're going to be a father a spiritual mom and dad do you come here and is it active on your lips or do you sit there and be like i can't wait till worship gets done it's too loud for me you know just get some hearing damage like i have (laughs) can't hear anything um no that was a joke don't don't pray for hearing damage that's terrible it's a joke but think about what is really written on our hearts we all have the ability to be great fathers because we have christ we have the Father God. We have all of that. So we all have that ability. We all have the instruction manual. We all have. We know, right there. If we don't know what to do, it's there. So everybody has the ability. There's not one person walking on this earth that does not is is denied the ability to understand how to how to be a good a good um, father because his character is all over. But His Word is what needs, we need to live it, we need to speak it. If you're like, man, I'm just struggling there, that's okay, just get more of His Word. You know, if you're like, I just, I was just burnt out, that's okay, now get refreshed. You know, I never was taught this, great, now you are, you have a fresh revelation. So what we can do instead of saying, well, I wasn't, so now, you know, I have an excuse, there is no excuse. Christ died for all. He laid his life for everybody. He gave the word freely. He didn't charge for that gift, so it is available to anybody everywhere. And he said, I will not come back until every ear has er, heard. Every ear has heard. So he said, I'm not, nobody's out of the loop. Nobody's like, well, I'm I'm only going to the warm areas of the world because, you know, I like vacation. God didn't do that, right? So if you're like, I want that, God says, great. You can have that. you got to press into His Word. Get wisdom. If you know good fathers in your life, spend time with them. That is, that is how we learn to be great parents. Some of you had great parents, some of you didn't, but some of you get to be great parents. You go out and you find that and say, who has the wisdom of the Lord? I'm going to rub elbows with them and I hope it rubs off on me. Bad company corrupts good morals, but you know what? Good company also you know, adds blessings. There's strength in the body, so I just want to encourage you guys, as you know, dads especially. Let's make fatherhood. Let's bring that back and bring that legacy back instead of you know fatherlessness and uh, you know you know abandonment. And all these things. Let's bring back fatherhood and be like you know what, I'm not going to just walk as a dad. I'm going to walk as a father. I'm going to leave legacies for generations, for my children's children's children. Let's pray.